It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Made with tender gourmet cuts of meat and elevated yet simple all-natural ingredients, Crave Jerky is a great source of protein that's low in fat and gluten-free, not to mention the range of flavors is bold and imaginative. They have sweet chipotle beef, black cherry barbecue pork, and chili lime beef, just to name a few. So try one of Crave's bold, tender flavors like chili lime beef or black cherry barbecue pork by going to CraveJerky.com, Crave with a K. Get 20% off when you use the code GRACE. Welcome back to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Ann Helbig the First. I just want my mom to feel like, okay, that I like my middle name. Thank you, mom. This is a very exciting episode. Again, if you are only listening to this episode, a quick reminder that we are now filming these episodes and posting them on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Grace Helbig. Today's episode is quite a whirlwind, quite a roller coaster, quite sweaty, but really fun. I think that is the full definition of our guest. It's Bert Kreischer, who is a comedian, travel enthusiast, uh, just all around kind of, he truly, I, I, if you're listening, you're not seeing I'm wearing a shirt that has a Tasmanian devil on it. And I feel like he fully embodies that character as a human being. And I could have talked to him for hours and hours and hours, but I'm going to get to it because uh, Bert has a lot to say about a lot of things and has come to the table with the most amount of uh pants shitting stories I've ever heard and they are vivid to say the least enjoy have you been to Germany of course okay I've never been oh my god I love it I've been to um uh Oktoberfest but in Canada okay there's like a small region in Canada that's like the second biggest Oktoberfest celebration and I had to do it for like a gig that I had to go like cover the festival. Yeah. And it was just 13 hours of trying to interview drunk people, which is, you know, obviously great. I don't know what's worse. People watching people that aren't in Germany try to pay homage to their German <laughs> heritage yeah. or Germans. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the things I did want to, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is you travel a ton. Yeah. Obviously for stand up, you travel for the shows that you've worked on. What is um, your worst, most repressed travel memory? Oh, Jesus. I mean, I, I feel like you've lived a thousand lives, obviously. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm one of those guys that I run hot. So, like, I can find, <laughs> I can find a reason to love wherever I am. Okay. I no, can easily great. find a reason. I, so I call that optimism. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> even in, like, the shittiest places in the world, I'm like, I'm like, well, they got a little. Like, we were stuck in this bar uh-huh. in uh, Barrie, Italy. Okay. Or we're waiting for a, a, a shuttle, a, a ferry to take us to Corfu. Mm-hmm. And I had misjudged it. We had to sit there for another 10 hours. And I was like, guys, we just get blackout drunk. And they were like, okay, we can do that. There is always an option. Yeah, I'm always. But I think probably the worst travel experience I've ever had is whenever you get stuck somewhere and you don't want to be there. Yeah. Meaning yeah. Like, like I got stuck in, I got stuck in uh, the Mohegan sun in a blizzard. 
oh yeah, that's a Mad Lib sentence that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got there. I got there, and there was a blizzard, so all my shows shows were canceled. Right. And then oh, I had to stay. So the, the work that you were supposed to do there got taken away from you. Nine people showed up, one of which was a guy in a wheelchair who walked out of my show in a wheelchair. That's <laughs> Wait, how he bad learned it was. how to walk. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he rolled out. He went like he had the straw and everything. He was like, you suck. Like a gaspy breath. And I was like, oh, I was like, are you fucking serious? And he goes, you suck. And that's then, a very specific walkout. Dude, he was blowing himself out with a straw in his wheelchair. <laughs> And still cursing me out. I mean, that's almost kind of a compliment in a way. Like, Yeah, but then I had to run into him all night because there was no one at the fucking casino. So it was just me and him. Well, I mean, that's how friendships start, I guess. That's how my all my nightmares are that I can't get home to my family. Like, that's my, oh, my nightmares that I can't get home to my family. You should family. talk to a therapist about that. I'm already in therapy, but he's going through a divorce. <laughs> Humble brag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Some of us aren't there yet. Uh, no, I had to, I had a recent conversation with a couple friends where I realized, like, how terrible I am and how incapable I am when we were talking about, like, airport bad travel scenarios. And yeah. I was like, I've fallen asleep twice at my gate, like, 10 feet, like, my distance to this camera from the gate, fallen asleep, woken up two hours later and tried to board the flight that was boarding in front of me and oh. then had the flight attendant go, no, ma'am, your flight was two hours ago. And I was telling this like very colloquially to a bunch of women and then realized like none of them could relate to that because they're all very professional. I feel like you might have those situations in your life. Omaha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Omaha. stakes, love them. Go the, on. This is uh, one year ago. Okay. Oh. One year ago. I already appreciate how recent this is. Okay. Yes. I am on a tear. I'm on a tear. <laughs> I'm, I'm partying. I went, I went from Stanhope's to New York. Mm -hmm. to, no, Stanhope's to Florida to New York. And I end up doing a one nighter. I, I used to do these morning call and sick to work shows where I'd have the whole audience come in at 10 in the morning and we just drink, day drink. And so I do that that night. Chris. Porter's there. Me and him end up smoking pot in his room all night long uh -huh. and drinking. I wake up in a panic. I ha I've barely packed. I wake up uh -huh. and it's the front desk going, sir, your car's been here for over an hour. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't shower. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm obsessive compulsive. So I shower and wear the exact same thing every day when I fly. Okay. I throw everything in the bag. I get my bags in the car. I literally have I'm not even joking. At one point, I sat on the toilet and I went, Bert, be, be cool with missing this flight. Just slow down and be comfortable missing this flight. Uh -huh. And I went, no, because I had a party planned at home for all our friends that Sunday. And this is the only direct flight from Omaha. This is your panic is missing and getting home. I get, in the, I get in the car service and the guy goes, I'm sorry, man. I've been down. I've been trying to call you. But my, <laughs> my phone's not even plugged in, right? I go, I go, how much time do we have? He goes, it takes 15 minutes to get to the airport and, and the, your flight leaves, is boarding in 10. Oh, my God. So I go, just go the best you can. This guy's hauling ass. I am, like, uh -huh. panicking. <laughs> I took a couple of beers from the mini bar. I'm drinking them in the car. Yeah. Going, I mean, like, come on, Bert. You can do this. Recharge. You have to recharge and rehydrate. I get to the airport. I look at this man and I say, I'm going to leave all my bags with you and get on this flight. <laughs> Do you have a card I can get from you to figure out how to get my bags? This dude's the best. And he goes, I got it. Gives me a card. I go up and I go, I'm Burt Kreischer. I fly all the time on American. I just need to get on this flight. And they're like, well, hold it for, I literally. So you stood up like you're in an AA meeting and introduced <laughs> yourself. I'm Burt Kreischer. I left everything. I left my backpack. I left everything so that I could, I emptied out my pockets in the car, oh put them my. all in my backpack. <laughs> I grabbed my headsets and my phone. That's it. And a charger. I literally barreled through security, oh pre-check, 
on my phone and went and they were Shout shutting. Shout out to PreCheck. They were shutting the door. And I was like, I'm Burt Kreischer. I'm here. And they're like, <laughs> hold on. We got one. Dude, I got on there. The guy. How many times a day do you announce your name to people to <laughs> get places? <laughs> a lot. That is one of my flaws. <laughs> okay, but wait. Because you're Burt Kreischer and you actively let the world know this. Um, oh, yeah. Do You must have insane moments of people coming up to you. Uh, talking to you, recognizing you, uh, thinking that, you know, you guys have a close, intimate bond with each other. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how does that work out? For, like as a as a 32-year-old woman, when that happens for me, it's always a little like wonderful and sweet and also like scary. Yeah. But for someone like you, I imagine people feel a little bit safer just like bum rushing and like oh. fully forcing themselves on. And just handing me drugs. <laughs> handing me an Paul Coke. Hey, Amen. Machine. That's I'm wow. Like, I'm gonna pass, man. This is a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. I really appreciate it. My kids are over there playing. My, yeah. <laughs> I got the 10.99 meal plus gameplay. So like, come oh. on, give me some space. Bro, I had a I had a guy hand me pills on a flight one time. And Unmarked just, pills, just in a little baggie. I saw That's... you. I saw you boarding the machine and dropped them on my table. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll totally eat three pills. Don't tell me what they are. Let me guess. I want to find out on the flight. When I find out on the flight, oh thanks, brother. I appreciate it. That's so nuts. Uh, yeah, no, I've had the experience of where I've been like the most hungover, gone to an airport, like truly in a state of I just want to be invisible to the world right now. And yeah. I've like gone into the TSA booth, like hands up, just fully succumbing to my own terrible choices from the night before and had someone go, come on, Helvig, get out of there. And I'm like, no, not today. Not right now. Not like this. I, but you seem to have a very healthy relationship with your regret. Yeah. Which I don't know if it exists for you. I don't have much regret. Okay, but you well, have some. Uh, yeah, I mean, my regret, my regret is honest. I, like, I, I really, I mean, I don't regret working for Travel Channel, but mm -hmm. I regret, I do regret not spending more time at home with my family sure. when they were younger. Sure. I was just working, trying the to pay The years that, you know, really, um, those are the problematic memories that they're going to hold for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Those fun years. And then when I am <laughs> home, I'm just doing hour specials, trashing them. Like, I had Perfect. to say last night at dinner, I was like, all right, ladies, you know dad's got an hour special coming out, right? You have two daughters? Two daughters. Okay, and how old? 14 to 12. 14, oh, so they're very formative years of, yeah, this is, yeah. And I was like, dad's got a special coming out, and he talk, I talk a lot about you guys. And they're like, mom's already told us. But you didn't clear it with them before no. you, okay, that's a healthy I, relationship. <laughs> I, had to, I had to say to my daughter last night, my old, young, both my daughters got their periods, and I had to say to my youngest, the other day, uh -huh. last night, I said, hey, just so you know, on Monday, I'm doing Conan, and I'm thinking about talking about when you got your period. Are you comfortable with that? And she was like, whoa. <laughs> she was like, wait, tell me how you're going to say it. And I was like, well, do you remember how you threw yourself a period party? And she was like, yeah. I go, well, not every girl does that. No, that's very progressive. It's beyond progressive. It's almost <laughs> weird. And I was like, and so I thought I was going to, I thought I'd tell that story. Mm -hmm. She's like about the red velvet cake. She wanted a red velvet cake. I'm not even joking. I'm not Your even joking. Is, is this not like, interesting though? No, I'm like, I'm not she enough of a, it. I'm not enough of a woman compared to your daughter. I... She called me from school and was like, Hey, I got my period. Go to the store and get a red velvet cake. I'm like, what? <laughs> the fact that she is changing the shame game that is associated with uh, women I, bleeding from the inside monthly. That's what that's I incredible. Said. Yeah. I was like, I go, baby, it's, it's really cool. I go. And I think, <laughs> I think it's something that 
I know that but my fans hear it, they think it's funny and it's interesting and it's it could be the future. And I just think it's a good I story. I support you. Can I steal this for Can my I own? Steal content? your weirdness and make money <laughs> off of it. God forbid we hold this and you tell it on stage. <laughs> but they okay, so your daughters are obviously uh, you know, they seem supportive in yeah. what you do. Do you want them to be in entertainment at all? Or is this like a realm where it's like, uh, I've experienced this so firsthand that I would prefer for you guys to not have this? I don't want, I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, there obviously we all know there's a big, a lot of jobs in entertainment. Mm -hmm. I think they'd both be really good at like, my oldest would be great in like PR or something. Okay. But she would not be. I not think, so much as a creative type, more of like uh, organization. She might be a good writer. I just, I don't know. I don't want either of them to do what I do. Really? Uh-uh. Like, it's too, it's too much. Yeah. It's too live by the sword, die by the sword. Like, you have one screwed up night at work, or you say something yeah. weird on a podcast, and you're thinking about it at dinner, and you're like, um, man, that came out wrong. Or someone says something to you in a comment that makes your whole world turn upside down, and you can't see, like, the light of day kind of yeah, scenario. And yeah. I don't want them to ever experience that. I would love if they just were like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about that, like, I wouldn't like. I'm my, going into science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna build fences or whatever. I just like it's it's too much. You know the the thing. I had a buddy who got in a lot of trouble. He lied about something and mm -hmm. uh, and and he got called out and sure. it was a big big uh, the 911 thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. My buddy and and he's my good friend and he's got kids and I went to bed. I put my kids together that night and I went. What if his what if his job gets taken away from this? Mm. Like, what if his dreams get taken away? Yeah. Like, that's so weird that, like, you can say something off color that you don't mean for, to, for it to hurt anyone. You're just talking and it shit. impacts the entire and it future. It impacts your life and then your yeah. kid's life. And then all of a sudden, like, and I've done that a lot. I've said some <laughs> fucked up <laughs> shit on podcasts. But that's what I think is so interesting about your, as, as a, someone that is a daughter uh, yeah. to a dad that's not a, in the creative world, but someone that I, I love very much, like, I'm always fascinated about like that relationship that you have with them. And like, is there a safe word that you guys have of like, don't talk about this or like dad, my friends know what you do and I don't, it's embarrassing or cool or like gives them credit. My daughter. I obviously I can't pregnant pause. My daughter, my daughter one time, she has a slime thing. You were saying, yeah, right? She's got a slime account. Yeah. Which uh, feels very 14 or 12. Which one? That's 12. 12. Okay. Yeah, that her feels and her very... friend have a slime account. She's like, my friend pretty much runs it. I just go in for talent. <laughs> like she just goes she's in to the make the noise. Yeah. yeah. She's the hands of it. Yeah. She's got like, it. she doesn't know how to, Lou doesn't know how to pop the slime the way I do. <gasps> that's amazing. Uh, yeah. There's been, a, there was one time where um, uh, there was something going on. I can't really share it all. You don't but have it was to. Really, it was really, really funny, and I and uh, and I said to my daughter, "Yo, I, I said something to her, and she and she said the funniest thing back. But it was about something developmental in her life. Okay, where is I guess all girls get embarrassed of it. Like let's just pretend it's getting hair on your legs, right? Okay, or shaving your legs, something like okay. that. It's around that. I if can imagine. If, yeah, can, I guess you can wrap can, your head around it. Is. I can, yeah, go from A to Z. But yeah. it's not as bad as you think. It's just real innocuous. Uh huh. And I was like, you know, I shared something and she said something hilarious. And then mm -hmm. I went, oh, my God. And she immediately goes, you're not talking about this on stage. Ah, and, I went, so and in my head, I was like, I was going to share that on stage. And I was going to the ice house. I was like, oh, this is coming up. <laughs> yeah, but like that, stuff like that. Safe boundaries. Safe boundaries. Like I won't say who my daughter has a crush on. Like I wouldn't like out oh, her God, like that. Yeah, that would be the worst. That would yeah. be the most embarrassing. That's what this Theo Vaughn just asked me if my daughter's had a crush yet. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what's his name? And I was like. 
I can't say it. You're not allowed to. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's on their terms. Yeah, so you gotta uh, there's give a lot of good terms. stuff like that. But with my wife, no, and there's nothing off limits. Really? Yeah, there's nothing off limits. But what's crazy is there's nothing off limits. But then she started a podcast. And because uh-huh. nothing's been off limits She for gets her, to now dump they, everything she out. She shit on me like ridiculously on this <laughs> fuck, on this podcast. And I was like, yo, babe, I got like, I've already, I literally got a She's like, I have years of it built up. Let I, me do this. <laughs> I said to her, I go, I go, hey, hold on one second. I go. Your podcast fans come from my podcast. Like those are the wives and the people listening to my podcast. I go, you're shitting on me. And then she goes, hold on one second. Who said that I farted on their chin during oral sex? And I was like, well, you did. And she goes, and if it's real, it plays. And I was like, all right, you're right, you're right. I can only imagine how embarrassed you were. I was like, you're right. Oh, God, I can't believe I just called myself. This is such a fun game of like mental chess that you guys are playing with each other. Oh, she lights up <laughs> on me. She, she, they were talking about sex. How did you guys meet each other? Uh, back, we had to meet in person before dating apps. Can you believe that? That's disgusting. I know. Yeah, that's dangerous. You and just disgusting. got one hard copy of the person. They're like, that's what she looks like. You couldn't flip <laughs> through it. You couldn't see. You couldn't go. Maybe it's a bad angle on yeah. the photo. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's gorgeous. Then you meet her in person. You're like, oh, her butt's a little bigger than I'd like, but I didn't get to scroll through that. But no, uh, we. I'd, I'd seen her like three times. I'd seen her at the base of Runyon Canyon by that apartment building. She was That's working That's what there. a pervert says about someone that they're stalking. Okay, well, it's but- going to get worse. <laughs> I then saw her at yoga class break up with her boyfriend. Wait. Okay. Are you just happening upon these just, moments or are you following her to these destinations? It's our, we had mutual friends. Our, my roommate. That doesn't answer my question my at roommate, all. <laughs> my roommate had dated her uh, girl, her best friend and her writing partner. And so, okay. and by the way, if we're going to be really honest, he had kind of stalked her. So, so okay. he, it might've been like, I might've so just been a, third wheel stalking, you know? Yeah. This is a fun soup to get yeah. involved in right now. <laughs> and then, and then we all, the, all the big group of us now, all people that I know, uh, all went bowling one night Okay, and I was good a, looking. Finally a safe activity. <laughs> I was hot. I was oh, okay. legit. I'll show you a picture uh-huh. of what I looked like, and you're. This gonna is go. why we're filming the podcast now because of these visual moments for you're everyone. You're going to be shocked. Um, I bet you go. I bet you go. That's not you. Okay, I'm. I'm Bert. going over my lines in my head until Skinny. I see this photo. This is. Are you Google image searching yourself right yeah, now? Yeah, because. And by the way, it comes. <laughs> this up This is how famous you are that you don't have these photos in your like photo album. You have to Google image search yourself to pull up old photos. You ready? Yeah, uh, I had. To, that's not you. <laughs> also, Melissa just goes, whoa. <laughs> like a Joey Lawrence full whoa. That's what I looked like when I met my wife. Well, sorry, but like. But I was, I was, a, I was joke cheesy posing for the record. Like I didn't really mm, think I looked like that. But the, are the sunglasses and the necklace a specific uh, yeah. choice? Well, the necklace is real. Uh, uh-huh. The sunglasses are real. But that you were in like grade school when I took this picture. Uh, this is 19. Old enough to know that those sunglasses are not okay. These were cool. Okay, sure. <laughs> they protected your eyes from the UV rays that the sun, yeah, projects. And I get it. The guy that had cut so my that's, hair. So your wife met that person. My wife met that person. and Bowling. Then, bowling. And then she was like, told my roommate, mm-hmm. hey, your roommate is cool, uh, cute. Tell Pretty sure you saw me and my ex break up. So like had, he's well, very she, sensitive. The day she broke up with her ex, I had done <laughs> yoga next to her and I sweat aggressively. As you can tell, I just sweat. I'm a sweater. Like I'm cool with it. But in yoga, I was pouring sweat so bad it was puddling. <laughs> it was, and she was laughing hysterically. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I was, t- like, as I'm I was detoxing. talking, I was burbling because sweat's pouring in through my mouth. And I'm like, blah, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> and, she, uh, and she was like, I think he's cute. 
and then told my roommate, tell him to ask me out. And this is, by the way, this is going to be a part of it. This is a part of me that I share with people and they never believe. Mm-hmm. Like, I have real, uh, I've only had sex with six people. Women. I don't know why I said people. Six women. I mean, I've only had six no sex what? with six women. Okay, I'm and glad so, that like, you had the, you felt the need to catch yourself. I can't believe it. Well, I know. I guess there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that anymore. But as in my, when I grew up, you couldn't just say people. You had to say okay. Women. And so um, I'm not like a big, I'm not good with chicks. I would never be good with chicks. You're a party dude, but in a sexual way, yeah, obviously more concerned about like the partner. Got I'm, it. I'm more concerned with the partner. Yeah. I wanted to fall in love. And so this was, and when she called up and was like, hey, how come your roommate hasn't asked me out? I was like, oh, she's a slut. I can't go out with her. <laughs> and then. You have by from a distance put this woman through the ringer before even going on a first date with her oh. you watched her be uh to break up with her ex you sweat like a lunatic in yes. front of her yes. and then you preemptively thought she was sexually evasive okay oh, yeah and then we went out on a date mm-hmm. and i was like and she was just perfect like you know when you meet someone and you're like that's a nice button up on that yeah, yeah. she was just everything that you want and like she dumped me like after four months. I couldn't like she said she had said I love you to me and I couldn't say it back because I was just I'd been burned. You have been f- literally following this woman for months and you yeah. couldn't say back that and you loved her. I was so it? in love with her, but I couldn't say it. And she was like, "Well, then if you can't say it, it's over." Uh huh. Dumped me and immediately I was like, "I gotta get her back. I gotta get her back." I oh wrote, no! I made a mixtape. I made. I did everything. Oh my god! I cried in my car on the Bray and Franklin, uh-huh. like <laughs> crying, crying. You ever cry in your car driving? Uh, every day of my life. But it happens a lot more than you'd expect in LA. Okay, wait. What was on the mixtape? A lot of Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the greatest relationship of all time. Yeah, right? Yeah. He really knew how to speak my language. Yeah. And I mean, they consciously uncoupled. Really, really <sighs> progressive. Yeah, and then I, uh, and then she came back to me. And then, wow. and then I was like, I'm not fucking this up. <laughs> and so how long have you guys been together now? Uh, 15 years? No, yeah. well, I mean, together we've been, I think we've been together like 16, 17 years, but okay. 15 years married. And now she finally gets like her voice in like your relationship now, like in the creative world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Are you ever worried that there's a lot of, I mean, there's chapters uh, to your relationship from what it sounds like that are going to get aired that you're nervous about at all being uh. aired? Um, see, that's the problem with me is I'm super honest. That you're an open book, yeah. Yeah, like, like it's like, like I, I say, I say way too much. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I, because part of me goes, we all, f- we all think the same things. Yeah. I can't, and I'm not better than anyone. I'm not worse than anyone. And so, like, and so, yeah, I don't. I'm pretty honest. I've never hit her. I've never cheated on her. I never hit my kids. I've never, I've never raised my voice like in the manner. But that's just not me. Like I'm not a, like a like I raise my voice, but I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Also, oh, you went into a realm that I wasn't even considering. Oh, yeah. I'm like, did you shit on her chest if it's going to come up in a podcast? Oh no, I wish, I wish. <laughs> There's still wife, time. <laughs> no, my my wife would. The things that she would share about me is like I like I'll throw a te- like I'll throw a temper tantrum if we can have sex. <laughs> Like I'll, th- I'll be like, like I'll turn into a baby. You'll get today, petty. You'll get today, petty. I've been a little sick lately, uh-huh. and so she said, uh, "And but I, I just got home off the road, and I want to yeah. have sex." And she's like, "I'm not getting sick." It was her birthday. She goes, <laughs> "I'm not getting sick on my birthday for you." That's self care. Yeah, and I was like, and I was like, "But I do it for you." And she's like, "Literally, I'm not even joking." Like, yeah, this I'm, is I'm a real conversation. Yeah. And, yeah, and I keep saying to her, "Like, hey, come in bed. I just want to talk to you for a little bit." And she's like, "It's not happening. It's not happening." That's a trap. Yeah, that's a trap. Yeah, exactly. And then today, I was getting out of the shower to get ready to do press, and she said, "She is cleaning my side of the closet because I just have not done it." And she said, "Babe, I am truly sorry. We haven't gotten take to take care of your needs." 
But I hope you do understand that I just don't want to get the flu again this year. And even still, I was like, okay, but tonight, right? (laughs) (laughs) One, that is the most like textbook from a therapist's opinion way to present your feelings to a significant other. Yes. It's the most clear, concise, real honest thing that she can probably say to you. Yeah. And the most rational, calm way to say it to you and still does not fully resonate. She has shared (laughs) the worst fights we've ever had on her podcast. I mean, maybe there's some therapeutic element. Oh, there is. Oh, dude. Well, I, I mean, she got me in therapy. She was like, you there need you to go. be in therapy. I was getting PTSD from doing Travel Channel because I was doing dangerous stuff every week. Yeah. And I ju- it was just getting worse Not and worse processing and worse. all of it, And yeah. it was building up. And so everything turned into a 90-foot scuba dive. Everything turned Oof. into a bungee jump. Yeah. Everything, like the littlest things. And I would just, and I would melt down the way I would in the shower in New Zealand before I did a 500-foot rope swing. Yeah, just full panic attacks out of nowhere. Yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't. I couldn't measure what was real and what wasn't real. You can't navigate that. Yeah, it's yeah. hard when your brain has had that much like trauma put on it, like to actually honestly compartmentalize like what's happening to you in this present moment. Yeah. I'm sure it was extremely stressful. But and so she got me into therapy, and and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Sweet. Well, on that really adult note, we're gonna take a quick break <laughs> and be right back with Burke. Cry-share. Cry the, the, the worse you say it, the better my fans like it. Cry-share. Cry-share. Yeah, which is basically Cher's Twitter account. Um, we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep right after this. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and feel even better. That's right, today's episode is sponsored by Third Love. And now, since adding 24 new sizes, Third Love offers the most options of any brand. I'm talking a total of 70 sizes. So you can find your fit in 60 seconds online, order, and try on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder Quiz. It's actually fun and it takes less than a minute and there's no more awkward fitting room experiences. So it's hands down the most comfortable bra that you will ever own. From premium ultra soft smoothing fabrics to expert design features like straps that don't slip, the details make the difference and the labels are even tagless so they're not itchy. And because Third Love guarantees a perfect fit, returns and exchanges are free and easy. And you are talking to a sports bra loving woman through and through. And I will tell you that Third Love's bras are infinitely more comfortable than my own dirty sports bras. I am a changed woman. They sent me a few of their designs and it's absolutely fantastic. Could not recommend more. So excited every time they sponsor the podcast. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering you guys, the listeners, 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash grace now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15% off today. We're back with Bert Cryshare. Uh, so, okay, I have your whole demeanor from what I've observed on social media and observed from you directly is pretty positive. It's pretty just like fun loving, good time. Do you have a nemesis? A nemesis? Mm hmm. Or what's your biggest like pet peeve on like a, a human level? I mean, I, I, honestly, my biggest pet peeve is hypocrisy. Mm. And I, that is what drives me nuts is hypocrisy. I get that, yeah. I try not to be hypocritical, but I also, I, and I try, mm-hmm. and I call myself out 
when I do it. Sure. I let, and my my I see my fans, but people listen to my podcast have called me out a ton. Yeah, what's your prime audience? Is it mostly dudes? Dudes your own age or dudes younger? Dudes 18 to 45. Yeah. And they're all have trying to work on their beards. Oh yeah. And they like they like they like to get a buzz. They're looking to fall in love. They're just regular so really like soft-centered dudes, yeah. Oh, that's I mean, I think that that's like a really fun new kind of like personality type to really usher in is like yeah. I think the idea of party animal gets you know, kind of uh, lumped in with uh, chauvinistic or whatever, like people that aren't in touch with their emotions. And I think you represent something that's a little bit more in touch with your emotions. Definitely. And not a, and not showing it as a weakness. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of guys like me who have like low self-esteem, but like to have a good time and, yeah. and their friends make jokes about them and they're like, they're like they can roll with it. They mm-hmm. like to, and, they're, and they're just really good guys. And I think that's the majority of my fan base. And and but they're pretty honest. They're pretty real. And, yeah. I, and I always said this, and I've said this to other people. The format of podcasting. I mean, I've been in it for a while. Yeah. Just do my three hundredth episode. Nice. The format of podcasting is a conversation with my fans. Mm-hmm. So when I do say something fucked up or something that maybe I I misspeak, my fans will call me on it and start a conversation with me either in my DMs or just online. Usually, Having like an honest, respectful dialogue about something. Yeah. Instead and, of shaming you for not knowing a different way. Yeah, and I think that is a an extension of Rogan. Rogan's mm. fans were like. Like, yo, this is a, we're just, this is like a safe place. We're all just hanging mm-hmm. out and we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And if we say something really horrible, realize that we're high and we're just screwing <laughs> around and call us on it and we'll, ch- and we'll ch- help me change my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I say it on stage all the time. Listen, if I have a joke that you don't like, so cool. Come up to me and talk to me. Oh, that's Share cool. it with me and tell me why you don't like it. Like there was a joke I had about getting a blowjob from my wife one time. And this girl <laughs> came up and goes, just so you know that. That's I, I, really aggressive. Uh-huh. And I had never, I, it was a joke to me. It yeah. wasn't real. And so I was like, yeah, that is pretty aggressive. And I just haven't told you. You considered since. it. You yeah, considered uh, that yeah, like, like constructive criticism. It's like the reason like people talk about uh rape jokes. I don't tell rape jokes only because like I don't this is personal, by the way. Yeah. I, I can laugh at them. I can laugh at whatever you want to talk about. But like just personally, it would really bum me out if I ruined someone's night. If like they had like gotten a sitter, care. gotten dressed, yeah. put on makeup. Came out to my show yeah. with their husband, laughing along, and then all of a sudden, I just brought up the worst thing that ever happened in their life—a terrible, and they're just like, thing. "Let's just go yeah. home." Yeah, I don't ever want to do that. Yeah, well, that's really considerate, which I think makes you more of a selfless performer than a lot of people, or you're really doing it for your audience. Well, uh, yeah, well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm doing it for myself because I just don't want to be sitting there like, like I had this really great joke about black chicks once that I thought was just brilliant. <laughs> okay, and. Uh, and and it was getting laughs, but the two black chicks came up to me in DC and they're like, "Hey man, huge fans. I think you need to stop telling that joke." <laughs> and I was like, "Are you serious?" And they're like, "It it's just a little fucked up. It's a and the I think the uh. wrong people are laughing." And you're like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, we get it. I don't think you're a bad person. When there's nothing bad that you're saying in it, but there's a line in there that I think the wrong people are laughing at." And That's I went, "So interesting." Yeah, and you're like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, that you're like, you don't want to accidentally encourage someone that doesn't fully understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and it wasn't a negative joke. It was just one line. Mm-hmm. It was one line. One line always. It's one line. Like, I had a joke. I had a joke about this black guy one time. And these both have to do with race. I don't, I mean, they're just <laughs> randomly. Okay. But I just joke about this black guy one time about um, me and him are at a bar. I stopped telling the joke, but me, I'll tell you why. Okay? okay. And it's an innocuous joke. Sure. Uh, me and him are at a bar. A Middle Eastern guy walks in, orders a beer. Uh, leaves and the black guy says, "I'm shortening it." The black guy says, "Man, I hope that motherfucker's not on my plane." And I and we're at an airport bar, and I go, uh, "Me too." To him, just to be nice. And then I went, "Oh wait, I'm being racist. I'm being racist to him." Like, 
wait, how far have we come as a people mm-hmm. when a black man and a white man commit a hate crime together? And then I was like, yes, we can. And and then the joke was, wait, he said that to a white guy. If he thinks I'm racist about Middle Eastern guys, he must think I'm racist across the board. Like, oh, my God. And then I'm like, I'm implicating myself. And then I was like, and then the line was, how does he know my racism stops at Middle Eastern people? But then white people were coming up and going, yeah, mine doesn't stop at Middle Eastern people either. I was like, no, you're missing the fucking point. <laughs> oh, you're God. missing the point. And then you're like, I'm done. Yeah. I can't, I, I gotta, I can't tell the joke. Um, yeah, that's a whole stepping in it scenario. Yeah, you can't, but so you just go, all right, I, I'll just put that joke on the shelf. <laughs> and one day if it comes up and I can figure it out, I'll figure it out. But today's not the day. Today's not the day. Um, on a different note, physically, you ran a marathon. Yeah. When? It's like uh, three months ago, four months ago. How? how? No offense, but how? <laughs> As I sweat in a room doing a podcast. Uh, I, I, I say it's the Mickey Mantle gene. I just decided to do it. So it's like, it's the, yeah, the mental capacity of like believing that you can. That and a little bit of uh, physical superiority okay. over the average person, I believe. Predisposed for athleticism. I believe Mickey Mantle was a great athlete. Uh-huh. He uh, he would, could party all night long with Billy Martin, show up at the field at six in the morning <laughs> and play a game and hit two home runs. It's all about balance. And it's just about <laughs> those guys that just refuse to let a little bit of a hangover affect them. So I didn't train. <laughs> That's I didn't, the most inspirational thing anyone's ever said on this podcast. Yeah. And I appreciate it so much. I didn't train for it at all. Uh-huh. I just showed you up. You didn't train for a marathon at all. At all. You know people that train like shit their pants actively running a marathon. Yeah. I okay. saw it happen. <laughs> okay. Wait, on where Sepulveda, did you run this? On Sepulveda and San Vicente, I watched a woman, a grown woman, like an executive, <laughs> shit in her pants. And I went, that's why you train. <laughs> my legs seized up and I was like, oh my God. No, I just, I told my buddies I could probably run a marathon, no training. And they're like, no, you can't. No, you can't. You can't run a marathon. And I was like, I definitely could. I definitely could. Okay. And they're like, no, you can't. And, I was and like, you had no. never thought about this before in your life until nope. this year. It, it was until I was, it was me, Segura and Ari and Joe. And uh-huh. we were on a podcast and I was like, I definitely could run a marathon. So now you're socially accountable for doing it once yeah. you put it out there. Yeah. And they're like, you can't do it. And I was like, I could do it. And I, and Ari's like, my dad did it. He had to train forever. I was like, your dad's 80. I was like, of course. <laughs> I, go, I could definitely beat your dad. And he's like, you couldn't beat my dad. So this boils down to a different like yeah. issue. And so I just I just I went out, party the night before, showed up to the LA Marathon. I was out there bragging, just like people go, there's no better feeling than crossing the finish line in a marathon and going, ah, all that training paid off. You know what a better feeling is? Crossing the finish and go and looking at people go, I didn't even train for this. And they're like, <laughs> what? That's the alternative Nike slogan is I didn't even train for this. Yeah, just did it. <laughs> I just did it. Don't try, just did it. <laughs> Yeah, I did. Wait, I did. So what was your recovery? I mean, your body had to be okay, physically okay. like rocked from yeah, that, there you right? Go. That's a good question. So what question. was the recovery? Like, did you shit your pants behind closed doors? I did not shit my pants. Uh, <laughs> at mile 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, both- Which is probably like the worst, most excruciating moment. Mile 20, mile 22. My, uh-huh. Both my calves seized up. The woman in front of me shit her pants. <laughs> And I and I watch people drop off like zombies. Like, yeah, like, Walking like, Dead style. Like just go, and then... <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm – I really – okay, now I don't know if I'm going to finish. Yeah. And so I just said to myself, if I need to walk, I'll walk. Uh-huh. And so I started walking a little bit. Yeah. I was at a five-hour pace at that time. Wow. And uh, and I, it took me an extra 30 minutes those last, like, six miles. It took me an extra 30 minutes so I had to walk if I needed to walk. But, yeah. Wait, I, you, you ran six miles in 30 minutes? 
No, no, I t- ran six miles in like an hour and 30 Okay, minutes. I'm just, I was like, yeah. six miles in 30 minutes is not walking. <laughs> no, 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 I had to okay. take an extra 30. I was on a five-hour pace it, got to it, finish got it, got the it. marathon. Okay. But then, and then people, and then the day, the, here's the problem, is I couldn't walk for a week after. <laughs> Legit couldn't so walk. So all that, the braggadocious behavior of like, couldn't I walk. didn't even train for this. Yeah, okay. Couldn't, couldn't exercise for like well over a month. Gained 15 pounds immediately. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a marathon train. Like, people that run marathons obviously gain 15 pounds after the marathon. After, after Yeah, a lot of guys gain 15. <laughs> a lot of guys can't work out after a marathon, but if you don't train for it, you really can't work out. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked that you walked up the steps to get into this apartment today. I just ran a triathlon, like, two two weeks ago. What? Why? Tri- Someone said I couldn't do it. <laughs> So you op- you're fueled by spite. It's what it sounds like. Everything is done by spite. <laughs> we did we me Joe me Joe Ar- uh, Ari and Tom me, uh, Joe Rogan Ari Shafir and Tom Segura did a podcast. They asked me how much in this podcast. They asked me how much I drank, and I made the tactical so like, error. Unlike your doctor, you answered honestly to them. I answered. I answered, well. First of all, I, I answer honestly to my doctor because he's going to uh. tell me if I need to stop. <laughs> but I answered honestly to them, and I told mm-hmm. them how much I drank, and they were. Lord, they were and like like Andre the Giant level of drinking. I guess to them, okay. <laughs> and so they were like, they were like, whoa, and they were like, we should do sober October. We're in October. Uh-huh. We would not drink okay. or do drugs. And so, um, so I didn't. And I was like, I could do that. And they're like, no, you can't. And I was like, no, I definitely can. And they're like, you need to see a doctor. You're gonna have stroke. Uh-huh. You're gonna have the DTs. And I was like, I'm gonna be fine. I I don't drink all the time. Like, there's often do I just not drink. Sure. So I tell my therapist, and he, I was like, I'm gonna do it. He was like, I think that's great. And he's like, What's your motivation? And I literally said, Spite. <laughs> I want to show them that I can do it. And so I quit drinking for a month. I didn't have any. Not for your own personal health, for your own personal well-being. I started Just. November first, the second, the first day we could. <laughs> at midnight, I started drinking again, harder than I ever had, and I was like, "Told you I could do it." <laughs> wow. Okay. So, what's the next phenomenal feat that you're going to put your body through? I don't know. Well, there's a couple. You're just bets. waiting for someone to challenge you to something. There's a couple bets on the on, on the, the table. On okay. the table right now. There's a few bets on the table. Okay. And so. Uh, you don't have to put. Uh, you don't have to let well, it out. I haven't accepted them because it's. It, first of all, it's a lot of money and, uh, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, it's okay. like six figures. Yikes! And so, and it's a, it's tough, and it would, it would be a lot. It would be a genuine lifestyle change. Oh if wow! If I do this, it's, it's just, and so, <laughs> and it's hard to make lifestyle changes when your, um, the, the motivating factor is spite. Yeah, it's that's, not money. By the way, it's not money. Yeah, it's not losing the money or winning the money. I could give two shits about that. It's, it's spite. Yeah, I don't know that that actually will create a lifestyle change. I do. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, well, I'm very excited to see. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about, like, you have a new Netflix special yeah. that's coming out. And that whole world to me is fascinating. Stand-up terrifies me. I am so scared of it. I exist oh. behind, like, a Wi-Fi passcode scenario. So going out, just, like, t- speaking directly and looking in faces of people and telling jokes and hoping they accept them is nuts. What was it like creating this special this time around? Uh, it was really fun. Yeah? Yeah, it was really fun. But, you know, I, I really enjoyed I really enjoy getting ready for a special. Yeah? Yeah, I love... Okay. That seems like the most intense time to me. It's very intense. Yeah. It's very intense. I'm a, I, I don't know if I'm... 
I don't know what the word is I, that I am. So Crazy. I'm compulsive or ob- obsessive or. Obsessive compulsive? But, or like. or like Passionate. Passionate. I'm very <laughs> impulsive. Oh, okay. So my favorite thing about stand-up, my favorite thing is writing. I mm-hmm. love writing. I love when you're at the very beginning, like the salad days of an hour, mm. and you're just going on stage, coming up with an idea. Like you have an idea. Like I had an idea the other day. Like I had the funniest thing. I haven't written the joke yet, but I, I just wrote in the beginning part is I, I came home really high from the store one night, like uh-huh. really, really high, like kind of high where you're like, I can't go to bed yet. I'm going to forget how to breathe. Amazing that you got home. Uh, Uber. Uh- and so, <laughs> by the way, Uber over Laurel Canyon in the back of a car that I think had a bucket seat, and, and he was playing Perry Farrell's Satellite of Love cover, and I thought I was in a, in a starship. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like, oh, my God. I get home, and, I, and I'm like, I'm so high. I'm walking around my house going like, Going, still singing, satellite's gone way up to Mars. And I walk in my kitchen and my dog is, I have a 140 pound bull mastiff. My wow. dog is putting away the silverware. <laughs> She's got one elbow on the counter and a paw in the silverware drawer. And she looks at me like, are you going to help? And I start laughing hysterically. And immediately I go, this has got to be a joke. Like, what's happening? And so I start walking over to her, and I realize she's eating a cake on the counter. Like she's, got, she's using the drawer of stability, just... And then I was... I like that you thought she was doing chores. Yeah, I, but it was like... And then, it, and then immediately I'm like, fuck, I'll help you eat the cake. So me and her eat the cake. And she looks at me, she gives me eyes. When I took, I, as a, I lean in to get a bite of the cake and she looks at me like, whoa, we're doing this? It was almost like, you'd imagine a husband, the look he'd give his wife when she's like, it's your birthday, let's have a threesome. And he's like, all right, let's do it. But I, I and so, and so, you know, in real life, that's it. That's, I mean, in real life, I walked over to the cake. I, I, she, my wife walked in, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And the dog blamed it on me. But, like, I don't have the bit written yet. But, man, when I walked I mean, in and you... I thought she was putting away silverware, I was like, what? <laughs> and those are my favorite. When something like that happens, you go to your phone, you put it in your phone, you write it in your book, and then you're like, all right, let's take it up on stage. You don't know where it's going. And then you just start talking about it. Uh, I love that. I love that. That's Is that in your special? No, that's not as new. That happened uh, okay. last Tuesday. That <laughs> oh, that's so good. You don't really need to change any of it. it obviously, yeah, I don't know, but it works very yeah. well. <laughs> but then, so then with the special, you write all this stuff. You have yeah. all this stuff, and then you have it all in your head. You've got some old stuff, like sure. like the interaction I have at the bar with the black guy, mm-hmm. and, the, and and so you got all this old stuff that hasn't worked in the past, but you got it there. So if you need to dip in or pull a part of that out, you can plug it in, and then. And then you get an offer from Netflix and they're like, hey, we want to do a special. <laughs> yeah. And you, by the way, you've, you've been hitting your agents up. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let yeah, them know you I'm show ready. up. Yeah. Because I got, I got an hour 30. Yeah. Let me know you're ready. And when once they tell you you're ready, you get like three months. And in that three months, I did stand up maybe 100. I did that one hour 150 times. Wow. I, I, just I, workshopping it. Just, I get up every night. I get up every single night. I get up. I go Tuesdays and Wednesdays on the road. I do two shows, two one-nighters in different clubs. Wow. I then do a weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I bang out a Sunday in a closed city where I can probably only do one show. I fly them home Monday. I do spots at the store Monday. But you just become obsessive and you take yeah. that hour and you find chunks that work together. And then you're like, all right, I got these couple chunks. It feels like a puzzle, right? It's, oh, it's amazing. It's, yeah. ama- it's, it's so much fun to take your one chunk and then go, and then literally at the last minute, at the very last minute, uh, you're in the room and 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 you're like, 
and someone goes, someone, one of the execs is like, that line you say comes off a little racist. And you, by the way, no one's ever noticed it. Yeah. No one's ever noticed it. And you're like, really? And they're like, I'm just saying it's just in this day and age. Just, can you change the line? You're like, I'm about to do this right now. <laughs> and, you, and they're like, I just think, I just think it would be best interest to just change the one line. And by the way, the line's innocuous. Sure. Innocuous. Trust yeah. me when I say. Yeah. It is an overthinking executive. An executive giving a note for the sake of their job, thinking that that's And my what buddy they had gotten do. in a lot of trouble right then. So they're sensitive. Some, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's my best friend. Yeah. And then my wife just changes the line to Pikachu. And everyone laughs. <laughs> And you go out and you're like, I'm getting chill bumps right now. The <laughs> first time I said that line, Pikachu, I just, the, all the, the word is Pikachu. Okay. So Pikachu. if people go watch the special, they're going to fa- yeah. see this moment. Pikachu. And my oh. wife just said, my wife said, my wife's an idiot. She just went, what about, <laughs> what about Pikachu? And everyone laughed in the room and I went, Pikachu. And oh. they're like, I think it works. And then you go out in the room and then, oh, you, I'm getting chill bumps. No, even, not even joking. You go out in the room, you get to that part of the thing. And then you're like, uh, we got to wait for Pikachu here. And the whole place goes nuts, and you look off, and your wife's with your agent and your best friend that you grew up with who's producing the special, Tony Hernandez, and they're dying laughing like, we did it! And, oh. and in your head, you're like, oh, that's what, all this work, and then the one fucking line. That's an incredibly sweet story. Yeah, it was, it was really, uh, and so, and. But that may, I'm sure, like, you do a lot of stand-up, but, like, those are the moments that make it personal for you and make it feel like a true accomplishment. Yeah, and, and, and. You know, I was very cognizant of the way t- people take in specials these days. Yeah. I like mean, that's- it's the world that you guys operate in. And I learn a lot from Brooks is like it, it's nuts. I mean, the YouTube space has changed dramatically every day yeah. and every year. But the stand up space, which has been so traditional for so long, is changing so much now that I feel like you guys are all kind of like navigating it, well, trying to figure it out. It's uh, you learn a lot the more you do it. Mm-hmm. And and. And like one of the things that you that one of the things I was very aware of is why I was turning off specials. Mm. Like I I watched a special of this guy and he was talking about the city they were in for 15 minutes. Now if you know that special, you know what special I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say it, but a part of me was like, I was like, man, I don't really care what city you're in. I, I, and he did a lot, and I was sure. like, I don't really don't care what city you're in. Yeah. I was like, tell me a joke. And then I watched Jim Jeffries' special. I talked to Jim about this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you killed me. You're special. You walked on stage. You didn't say a word. You went, Bill Cosby. And the place went nuts. And I was like, I'm in. I'm dying to hear what he has to say. Yeah. And then I thought, and then you start thinking, oh, I got to tell a joke. I got to get out there and tell a joke. And my laugh per minute better be up. And then Netflix is like, everyone turns off at 30 minutes. And you're like, all right, let me just move my closure up to 28 minutes. Let's nice. see what happens if I move my closure to 28 minutes. You feel it in the room and it murders. And you're like, okay, now I got to really, I got to move something to the back end to carry yeah. that next 20 minute, next 28 minutes. It really, it's such a fun process. I'm excited for my next one because I've already got like, I've got 52 minutes of new material. Really? Yeah. Already after this? Already after this. That's nuts. Yeah, period party. Did we talk about that? Period parties. I'm telling you. That's the name of your next special. Period party. <laughs> and then I got this. I, I wish. I got this joke about uh, Starbucks that is my fe- best joke I've ever written in my life. My ever best joke I've ever written in well, my just life. Just tease people with it. Don't yeah. tell us the joke. No, no, we don't I'm not telling don't you. waste yeah. it here. Trust God me. damn it. <laughs> Come see me live. <laughs> see him live. Okay, we're gonna take one more quick break and then we're gonna get into the Twitter questions really quickly with Bert. And I mean, obviously, by this time you should watch this special. I feel personally invested in the whole narrative of it. Pikachu. If we're not sponsored by Pokemon this episode, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Nah, 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 nah,
deep. Support for today's show comes from our good buddies at Casper. We love Casper. Casper is the sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They have three mattress models. They have the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in one of those small, how did they do that, size box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep on it trial that's three months it's over three months over three months at least three months (laughs) after all you spend one third of your life sleeping so you should be comfortable and let me tell you guys these beds are comfortable i slept on my casper mattress last night oh my god so did i so comfortable they really are like the, the one that i have is probably the most comfortable bed I've ever I've ever owned. Yeah, no, same. As an so. adult buying a mattress, I didn't realize was incredibly expensive and also very difficult to do. And so Casper, when it showed up at my door, I thought I was being punked. Yeah, because it's a tiny little box. It's a tiny box. And then you undo the box and you cut the plastic off and then it just like presents itself as yeah. this beautiful mattress in front of you. And, and it slowly inflates it's, on its own. It's, it's beautiful. It's pretty rad. And you guys can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash grace and using grace at checkout. That's casper.com slash grace. Offer code grace for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Not, not too deep. Support for today's show comes from Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for everyday wear anywhere. And I can speak to this on a personal level. I got a pair of mustard-colored, cute, adorable flats that make me feel sleek, stylish, and like I'm just an overall capable human being. Rothy's is the everyday flat for life on the go with three fashionable styles, the flat, the point, and the low for for women and girls and an amazing color and pattern selection that's always getting updated, not to mention they're the softest shoe that you will put on your foot. Seriously, you won't believe that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. You heard me, recycled plastic water bottles. And a major added bonus, they're machine washable. Because let's face it, feet are gross. They do things, they sweat, they create dirt and grossness in that area. And you know what? Now you can clean your shoes. I love Rothy's and I know you will too. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for you, my beautiful listeners. Use code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, to get free shipping, no minimum. That's free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe when you go to Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com. Enter GRACE, G-R-A-C-E. It's a no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, plus free shipping. Get yourself a pair today, rothys.com, promo code GRACE, Get this deal while it lasts. We're back with Bert. This is very exciting. Um, I'm going to ask you some Twitter questions now. But before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. And the first one is who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Throw cold spaghetti at? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, you know, a very hard hitting journalism type question. Alive or dead, who would I want to throw cold spaghetti at? Mm-hmm. I would we have can... to say Saddam Hussein. Okay. I don't think we've ever gotten that answer. Saddam Hussein had a lot to do with my life because. That's a sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go I, on. <laughs> I, uh, I, when I was in high school, he was the first war 
Oh yeah. That I got to experience. Mm-hmm. And so I remember coming in and going like, and going like, I'm not, a, I'm not for war. I'm, I'm against war. I'm protesting the war. My dad goes, my dad literally said, you're a fucking idiot. Go to your room until you realize why you're a fucking idiot. And then I sat in my room and I was like, I don't know why I'm an idiot. <laughs> and then I walked downstairs and my dad explained to me who Saddam Hussein was uh-huh. and why we're going to war and that he was killing his own people. And he said, you have no idea. This is the first time in life we can watch a war on TV. This is groundbreaking. You need to be for this war and for what's happening right now because what we're doing is a good thing. We are helping his people get out of his oppression and we're watching it on TV. And so me and my dad sat and watched the war. And I was like, oh. And then I remember the second war. And I was like, I'm for this war. Because my dad had said so. And everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. You got to figure out why you're an idiot. And then I watched Saddam Hussein get killed. I feel like I followed that guy's career. Quite a quite a fanboy. Yeah. Wow. He went out like a gangster. You got to admit that. Walked to the gallows. Didn't say a word. Do you know if they walked me to the gallows like they did Saddam Hussein? I can imagine that you would not be quiet. I'd be like, (laughs) I guess you'll never know where the treasure is. (laughs) Uh, that's the greatest last words. <laughs> uh, that's so perfect. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I would love to see the moment that you get to throw cold spaghetti at him. Yeah, That'd I'll be take, great. Yeah, Saddam Hussein. Um, I'm actually so curious to know your answer for this question. I ask every single guest to tell us uh, their worst pants shitting story or like close call, but you can only use three words or three small phrases. So for instance, mine is college jogging front lawn. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like you might have multiple scenarios in which this applies, but I'm curious to know the worst one. Uh, the worst one, tennis camp. <laughs> okay. All over the stall. <laughs> Stolen men's clothes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, no follow-up questions. That's great. It really paints a picture. Uh, really. Wait, I want to see if I can do this with a bunch of them. Hold on. Yeah, uh, what give about? Me, okay, give me a couple more. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this is a weird game of charades. 6 a.m. Uh-huh. McDougal Street. Aww. Sister says, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the family was involved this time. Me and my sister. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I feel like New York is the appropriate place for that to happen. <laughs> I feel like it happens more times than we care to admit in that city. Uh, Best Buy. <laughs> buying a refrigerator. He doesn't wear underwear. We'll be back. <laughs> you should have oh led with that God. one. That's the best one. Uh, those are, I mean. Dad, Barnes and Noble, Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> or no, Dad, Dad wait, wait, it's not, it's not Barnes and Noble, uh, Banana Republic. Dad, Banana Republic, Black oh, Friday. Oh, God, a chic Banana Republic. Don't oh, do it there. Oh, All those perfect button that's downs. A, that's a fun fucking game. It's really fun. The only times it's not fun is when you ask someone and they don't have an immediate memory that they've repressed deep down, like emotionally in their lives. Uh, Yeah, so that's like, it's kind of a, a, it's a tell for people to understand. Like, I really, truly connect with you because you have multiple stories immediately come to. (laughs) So many. I I had one time where we were on Travel Channel. Uh It was at the world's biggest, uh, what's those, what's those crystals you know when they cut something in half? Geodes? It was at the world's biggest geode. And I had walked my two travelers down the stairs to show them. The, now, by the way, okay, secret time. 
I'm obsessed with geodes. I've been obsessed with geodes since I was a kid. And I told them I've always been obsessed with geodes. I've been obsessed with geodes. Uh I draw a lot of energy from geodes. I love geodes. I love geodes. (laughs) And I walked downstairs, down, down this, all this, this steps. It's out on a, a, the world's biggest geode is on an island off of Ohio in the, in the middle, one of the Great Lakes. Okay, I was gonna say Ohio's landlocked. I don't understand no, how that works. It's just off uh, Cedar Cedar Point. Okay. And we get down to the bottom, and the cameras are rolling, and I see the geode, and I go, "Oh my god!" And I shit my pants. <laughs> and I and I, but I but it's and we're in a very small area, and everyone starts gagging, and it's oh, no. all in my pants, and I don't have another pair of pants. Oh no! And they're like. <laughs> And my camera crew, and I had already told them, I was like, I get really excited for geodes. And they're like, you weren't kidding. You shit your pants. Like, that really does draw energy out of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, does this episode exist that we, way, like, people can go, like, pop up video and, re- you know like, retroactively do? watch it and know this moment? Every uh, story I tell is 100% true. And that one is 200% true. Crystal Cave? <laughs> is it Crystal Cave? What's That's the what island? I'm looking up now. It's the world's largest geode. It's on, uh, in Ohio. Yep, it's, it's got to be it. Earth cat? Wait, where is this? It's a small island that we took a boat to. Yeah, no, this looks nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, off of Lake Erie? Yeah. Yeah, whoa, cool. I mean, I get shitting your pants for this geode. It's I pretty impressive. I shit my pants so bad, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's incredible. And they're like, not on Travel Channel. Um, wow. Well, thank you for the, the whirlwind of stories uh, surrounded by that. I feel like this is your new podcast. I could. That's a genius <laughs> bit. That's a genius bit. Well, it's just, I think, the great equalizer for all of us. Is I that think so. As adults, we still can't control every aspect of our bodies, which I think brings us together. Um, okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. I'm really interested in what people want to know about you. Uh Someone, and this was curious to me, everyone's asking, is he still the machine? And your Twitter bio is very funny. It's, I am a party animal, comedian, actor, author, host, hesitant passenger, fast eater, glutton, husband, dad. Dad is last on that list. So curious order (laughs) of all of that. But then I am the machine. Yep. So people still want to know, are you still the machine? Yeah, I'm definitely still the machine. I mean, your body has been put through the test. Oh, I am definitely still the machine. What do you do to relax? We can answer this later. We can take it offline. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly, I, I think to relax, I, I like to, I do like to work out. I know that sounds crazy. People don't think I work out, but I like uh-huh. to work out. I like to hike, uh-huh. and then I like to get in my pool. And I, there's no Chill. better feeling than getting in my pool, having a double Tito's and soda and a cigar, and then the girls coming out and then like, Dad, what are we grilling tonight? Oh, oh, that I get so fucking excited for that. That's so you're just like Al Bundy with a little bit more money that you have a pool. I'm definitely I am <laughs> so what the, they think the American male is yeah. in that intelligence zone. Yeah, where you're like, bro, I get I'm just smart enough for Hollywood where I'm like, wait, <laughs> Bruce Willis is dead. I don't get it. When did he die? Oh, Donnie Wahlberg shot him? Oh, my God. He's been a ghost the whole time. Like, I'm that smart. <laughs> okay. Oh, throw on the TV. I got an outdoor TV. Throw on, like, What's PGA. Like your, yeah. Oh, you watch golf? I love watching. I'm obsessed with Tiger Woods. As a person that exists in pop culture as a golfer? As a golfer. I believe really? in him. I believe in him. I mean, he is. I, I don't find golf interesting. No offense. Yeah. Uh, I think because I just don't see... I see skill on some level, but I don't see athleticism, which oh, is 
I, I can, you could argue that you're right about I just, that. I don't think anyone that wears belts is an athlete. That's interesting. <laughs> That's why I don't like wear, baseball. Oh my God, I was about to say, they wear belts in baseball. I know, and it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Um, I don't think they know, like I don't think they're cognizant that they're wearing belts that whole goddamn game. Dude, I, you're cognizant when you slide in head first. Oh, it, fair. But yeah. that if that happened every five minutes in baseball, I would love it. You don't like going to a baseball game? I'm impatient as fuck. I want to see immediate results. I want to see immediate athleticism. So what, what's your sport then? What's WWE. <laughs> I want theater By and the way, athleticism. She just named the the sport that is based on belts. Oh He's yeah, got the belt. Uh-huh. <laughs> but those belts, if you're gonna wear a belt, I want it aggressive, oversized. Okay. I want to see my reflection in it. WWE, that is so <laughs> fucking funny. It's great. That I mean, that's literally like going to medieval times in my mind. Like it's oh, true by the way, so I love opera. medieval times. Oh my god, I love medieval times. How many have you been to? Uh, five. Well, wait. <laughs> yeah, they've got one in Orlando. We've and we've gone. I've gone to Jersey and out here. I haven't gone to Toronto. I haven't gone to Orlando. I've gone five times. I went for my birthday. We went for my daughter's birthday. We went yeah. for my wife's birthday. <laughs> like it is the best. And by the way, I don't like when you go and it's packed. I've been when it's not packed oh, on like a weekday. When it's sad. Oh. But they still got to do it. <laughs> I've gone when the hawk that's supposed to. Dude. I've gone when the hawk stays in the rafters and decides it doesn't want to come down and the. Guy <laughs> The guy that wrangles the hawk has to sit there and go, oh, no. And then he just waves his rope at it for like 10 minutes. That's sad times. This last time, <laughs> this last time we went, the, the hawk goes through the thing uh-huh. and I'm wasted, <laughs> right? It is it is early on a Sunday uh-huh. or early on a Saturday. It's my daughter Isla's birthday. That's as a, an appropriate dad. I've got an entire bus. I rented a tour bus to take uh, all her friends down. Mm-hmm. It's me and my wife. That's it. No yeah. one. But Isla says, I want to sit. I want to sit by you, Dad. And I'm Aww. like, okay. So all her friends are there. It's it's a blast. I'm buzzed. And the hawk comes out. And Isla is just like me. And she goes, oh, we need a bird of prey. <laughs> and all I can think is, can you imagine how cool it would be to take it out to a park and be like, go. <laughs> and then it just does a loop and it comes back. and Just you're like, skims everyone's heads and oh. lets them know, like. It could really hurt you. God, I would love an owl. Big boy from Outcast, all he has is like nine owls. <laughs> I don't know how he got owls. He's just got owls all in his place, and I'm obsessed with them. And I and I he I met him, and we he follows me on Instagram. And I want to be like, man, how do I get an owl? Uh, there, I mean, it's illegal. I don't know how he's doing it. I feel like it's a quick Google. <laughs> it's not. I googled it. You're not allowed to have owls. You got to have a license to rescue owls in order to have owls. Oh wow! So I think he's rescuing owls. Which is ultimately very noble and nice. And so not hip-hop. Like, <laughs> like I've been rescuing owls. I respect it, though. I, what a trump card. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad you love Medieval Times. I love I, Medieval Times. The, uh, I lost my passport at Medieval Times the most recent time I went. That's how much fun I had. Uh, but then... That's Brooks uh, lost a bet, and my win was to take him to Medieval Times for the first time uh, as an adult, and he had no idea what he had signed up for, but then lost his mind in the arena, because it's like walking into a casino. There's no windows. You're just there. It's daylight outside still, but you lose your minds in the safe, comfortable uh, zone. I, on my, I want to say my, maybe let's say 36th birthday, 35th mm-hmm. birthday, I had a daughter. I two daughters at the time. Mm-hmm. Georgia was maybe like three or four, right? Okay. They do the whole thing and the prince who yeah. wins gets to determine the the queen, princess of love and beauty. Yep. <laughs> and he's making a big thing about it mm-hmm. and it's it's a dead night. It's like a Tuesday night uh-huh. so it's slow, right? <laughs> and he looks at me 
and he takes his little <gasps> lance and he takes a rose and he puts it to me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the princess of love and beauty. <laughs> and I take the rose and my wife goes, hey, dickhead, that's meant for your daughter. <laughs> and Georgia had been reaching out with me and he was like, the princess like, no, to the right, to the right. And I'm like, oh yeah, why would I be princess of love, love and beauty? <laughs> I go, Georgia, and then Georgia's like, for me? And I was like, that's what I said. But I love that that was your, like, bachelorette moment of, like, I will accept this rose. I will accept this rose. (laughs) I caught this garter belt square and fair. Uh, I've never gotten a rose, and I enjoy screaming at the children that oftentimes get the roses. Um, That's partially probably why I don't get the rose. Uh, I've also been with friends where they've heckled the other knights so hard that the knights literally have screamed from their horses. It's make-believe, bro. Where they've been like, fuck you, green knight, you suck a dick. And then the guy has to be like, it's make-believe. Your ponytail's fake. Yeah, really got into his psyche and just fully scrambled it. I love when they get a horse that's a little out of control and you can see their horsemanship. I like that because I'm like, I get where this horse is. This horse is having a bad day and it still has to work. Yeah, and he's like, just foaming at the mouth. (laughs) Oh my God. It's the best time. It's a little too expensive. I wish it was a little bit more cost effective. Take 15 kids. Uh, also, I went once for a friend's 30th birthday and it was like 10 of us. And then we're like drunk by the end of it being like, let's get, you know, tequila shots for everyone. Like as an end of the night thing. And they started pouring shots. And then we we're like, wait a minute, how much is it? They were like, it's $15 a shot. We we're like, put it back in the bottle. Put it back. We don't, we can't, we can't. We we very oh. much appreci- appreciate Rusty, but like we can't do, I'm not going to pay for that. This gets, this is, by the way, as you said that, I went, oh my God. My daughter's 12th birthday, we all go, this past one, we get done, and my daughter has the same impulse brain I have, Uh okay? Everyone's going to the bathroom, the balance for the bathroom is long, and Isla looks at me and goes, we could buy a sword? (laughs) And I'm like, and and then in your head, you're like, yeah, I got money, I buy whatever the fuck I want. And I go, I go, how much are the swords? And Uh he's like, he's like, oh, a hundred bucks? And I was like, I go, which one do you want? It's a steal. She's like, it's for me? And I go, it's your birthday. Which one? She goes, I want that dagger. Oh, no. And I was like, done. We bought a dagger. She takes it on the boat. And she's like, mom, look what dad got me. (laughs) And we're on the bus, right? We're on the bus. And everyone's like, she's like, put it away. Stop driving. Oh, my God. But now she has it now. And she goes, where do I keep it? And I said, by your bed. (laughs) I go, just in case someone breaks in. Now you have a dagger. You stab them. Uh, that's the coolest daughter of all time. I have a baseball bat next to my bed, so I have room to improve. I have a wife. Fair. (laughs) And a 140-pound bull master. (laughs) That you eat cake with. Yeah. Um, Bert, we're at the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for making time. This was super fun. Yeah. Where can people find everything that you're doing online, on Netflix, et cetera? Um, You can just, if you go to BertBertBert.com, that's B-E-R-T-B-E-R-T-B-E-R-T, you can go to, I know I should have picked four, right? Um, You can get, you can find everything. You can find my Twitter, my Instagram. You can probably find my tour dates, and you can probably find a link. Just go to Netflix. The special is called Secret Time. Mm-hmm. It starts streaming August twenty fourth. This is way past so that. So it'll be it's fully available, right and hopefully you guys have uh, watched it already by this point. Yeah, and hopefully you're like, as soon as I said. Uh, Pikachu, you're like, I know that uh, joke. Oh my God. Yeah. If you guys honestly want to leave a review in the uh, iTunes uh, store for this episode, if you guys have seen the Pikachu moment, please let us know. That yes. would be very well appreciated. Bert, thank you so much I for gotta making time. I got to have you time. on my podcast next. Yeah, I would love that. And, well, and I was just on your show on All Things Comedy. My cooking show. Um, and speaking of food, this is every guest of the podcast gets a personalized fortune cookie for being here. Personalized? You'll find out. Oh, if it says quit drinking. <laughs> oh, I would never do that to someone. 
Oh, I like this is a soft one too. Yeah, we gotta steam it open to put the fortunes in. So <laughs> they get a little real? soft. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Oh my god, you can steam a fortune cookie in. I'm doing that to my daughter tonight. <laughs> oh, my, oh, this is legit personalized. Uh yeah, it might be like a diary entry. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> this podcast is also formally challenging to participate in another triathlon. Next to Mo, just kidding. Next Mo, just kidding. That'd be crazy. But also, if you do, we'll do nothing either way. So, yeah. Okay. Just very, we, we subscribe to very uninspiring um, fortunes. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome for that. Oh, and thanks. I, I'll do another triathlon and you guys don't have to do anything. We'll track the body <laughs> progress and see how it goes. Guys, if you haven't checked out Bert <laughs> on everything, please do. He's absolutely fin- fantastic. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. It's Grace Helbig. Third Love is passionate about the perfect fit, and they believe it's time for your bra to fit you and not the other way around. Their collections are designed by women for women, so you will love the way you feel under each and every look. And now they offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles, so you'll find the perfect bra for every moment and every outfit. Get 15% off your first purchase by going to thirdlove.com slash grace today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and directed by Jack Ferry. Producer and editor, Melissa D. Mons. Writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Adriana Montiagudo. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. This Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com slash grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz.